0: Good afternoon. If you love your boxing and MMA, this is the show for you. Find an extra of myself, Adi Oladipo, and the great Gareth A. Davis. Today, myself and Gareth are going to look ahead to this weekend's fight live on TalkSport. Jili Zhang and Joe Joyce run it back following Zhang's surprise win back in April. We are going to hear from Joyce's promoter, Frank Warren, who told us earlier that it's simply win or bust for his man this weekend. Remember, that fight is live on TalkSport. One man we might see this weekend it's Connor Ben. Ben has been out of action since his failed drug test last year. However, he could be granted a license for a from card in Florida this weekend. We will wait and see. Plus, we're going to hear from Lee Wood and Josh Warrington, the pair were in the Talksport studios last week, and we'll discuss this weekend, this weekend's action as well. Look, loads to go through as always. This is Final Extra on Talksport Two. <laughs>
1: I don't believe I need a warm-up fight, given everything that's going on um, and has gone on. I'd like to do it here for the supporters. December, massive showdown would um, you know, be a treat for the fans. Obviously,
2: I'm backing myself. I know what I need to do to win. I know what I need to do to make it look convincing. If I didn't know Josh by
0: now, there'd be something wrong.
1: I'm massively confident going into this one. I certainly weren't as confident going
2: into my last one as I am in this one. Mm. There's no way that I won't walk away victorious and be a three-time world champion on October 7th.
0: As always, so much to try and cram in Into this uh, hour um, You heard Conor Ben there speaking Rumours circulating and big rumours as well That Conor Ben could feature on a matchroom card uh, This weekend, it's a card that features The likes of Sandy Ryan, she takes on Jessica McCaskill On that card, will Conor Ben Be on it? We're going to ask Gareth's Opinion on that in a few minutes Let's welcome in the great man though first Gareth A. Davis, Gareth, my man How are you sir?
2: I'm very well on this Tuesday afternoon, just after five. And it's lovely to be live and direct with you on TalkSport 2, Mr. Oladipo.
0: Great pronunciations, as always, Gareth. Um, <laughs> I've got to. <laughs> it was perfect. It was perfect. You, you should. You should. Your family lived in Nigeria for so many years, so you couldn't get it wrong. Um, let's talk about the big fight this weekend, the heavyweight division. This fight has literally saved the heavyweight division. I think the heavyweight division has been trash. That trash with a capital T. This year, we've only had one heavyweight title fight. I thought about this actually the other day. Andy Ruiz has not fought this year. Deontay Wilder has not fought this year. Tyson Fury has yet to fight, and he's going to fight in Ghana in a boxing match. I don't know what to label that as uh, this year. Frank Sanchez has had a gimme, fought a guy that had ten defeats this year. Uh, Dillian White's obviously had his issues. Like the heavyweight division has done nothing this year, but this this one delivered. I mean, when Joe Joyce and Zhili Zhang first locked horns in April, it delivered, and I think it's going to deliver again on the weekend. Yeah, I mean,
2: I don't agree with everything you said there, but... Um, what part? What, what part?
0: We, well, the,
2: the, there are heavyweight fights stacking up. I mean, there are fights that are potentially going to happen this year. Anthony Joshua's fought twice. Um, he could fight for a third time this year. We know what's happened with Fury and Yusick that they've, been held in abeyance in terms of Fury fighting Francis and Garnu, I like it. As you know, I'm signed up to be involved in it, and I'm fine with it. I'm seeing a movement that we've discussed kind of personally, and I suppose on the shows a little bit. Um, I think where I do agree with you is it would have been nice if we'd seen definitely Wilder and, and Joshua fight this year, definitely Wilder have a fight, And everybody wants to see Fury and Usyk, but I do think we will get it next year.
0: Yeah, Um, and that's, I guess, where my big sort of critique of the heavyweight division comes from is the fact that we didn't get the Undisputed. We were so close to it. We were so close, it felt like, to AJ Fury. We were so close to AJ Wilder. It feels like I've just been saying so. Like, me and you have been discussing the heavyweight division for about a year, and every time I come and I say, Gareth, what's the latest? Because I expect to be some great news, and unfortunately this year... There's not been much great news. It's been, but, all, but, it's been but, a year. But
1: there's a reason. But
2: you've got to remember, we haven't had an undisputed title fight since 99. Yeah. So you've got to realise it's not just this current era crop of heavyweights. It's always been a problem in the four belt era. It was a problem in the three belt era. You have to go back to Don King and Mike Tyson when he created that series with, I think it was with HBO back in the 80s. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I remember being watching all of that at the time. It was just before my time reporting, and it does take something extraordinary. And, and I do think the Saudi Arabian Middle Eastern money is going to make it all happen eventually. I mean, I I do wonder how soon Deontay Wilder needs to fight. By the way, because he's almost the most inactive of all of those guys you mentioned. Yeah, it, it's one, a little one, bit one
0: round of boxing in. I think eighteen months to two, two and a years. half. Is it two and a half yeah, years?
2: It, yeah, I think so. It's two and a half years, yeah. Yeah, and, and, uh, yeah and, it's, and it's been disappointing. Where it's been disappointing is the failed um, test with Dillian White, then Robert Hellenius testing afterwards. And, mm-hmm. you know, it, it, it's, it's a very complex division. It's the most complex division, and it always will be. Historically, it will always be. Um, historically, of course... You go back way through time, and it's always represented something bigger. It was once called the richest prize in sport. It's getting there again, isn't it? For, for, for the individuals uh, concerned, uh, it was the richest prize in sport with Muhammad Ali and Joe Frazier and uh, George Foreman. All those guys were at their zenith, you know, in that period. So, um, it, it's a complex division, Ed, and it always will be, in my view. So, yes. To finally answer your question about this weekend, I can't believe it was only April that Xili Zhang surprised Joe Joyce with that um, dangerous, whatever it was, 80 punches with the left hand from weird angles over Mm. those half half a championship fight to close his eye. Um, I'm fascinated this time. Knowledge and experience of boxing always tells you to back the guy who won the first fight in the second fight. I got Smith... Liam Smith and Chris Eubank, completely the wrong way around, by the way. their are two fights. And I'm going for Joe Joyce in this second fight, by the way, to make the adjustments and alterations and make sure he gets into the fight early this time. I don't know how you feel about that. No, it. it's,
0: it's a great point. And um, you're right. Normally, you go with a guy that won first time round, right? I mean, you look at the stats, and I guess most guys that beat the guy at the first time round win the second fight. But I'm with you. I'm going Joe Joyce to make the adjustment. He can't be as bad as he was in that first fight. The first fight is almost like he's never seen a southpaw in his life before, and that's obviously not true. Um, and He just kept on getting caught. Cool. But having watched the fight um, a couple of days ago, he was starting to get to Zhang, and Zhang was looking like he was starting to feel every bit of that 40-year-old he is. And I just wonder if this does go late, and I think it might, I wonder if Zhang has enough gas in the tank to go past six or seven at the kind of pace that Joe Joyce likes to set. So I'm going for Joe Joyce to make it one apiece. So I guess the question I asked at the top was repeat or revenge. I'm going for revenge. I think it will yeah, be I mean, a bit I, of revenge.
2: I think it will be. And I, I I had a different view at the time in doing kind of part of the commentary team. And I thought Zhang took the fifth round off rather than tired. Oh,
0: okay, fair, fair. And
2: and was looking for sneaky shots because Joe had to push into him. That's the way I saw it at the time. Um I I just think you're right, though. I do think um, Zhang has a tendency to gas, but he's going to have to be put under pressure. He's 40 coming up, remember. Mm -hmm. Joe is 37. These ain't spring chickens we're talking about. These are big, boisterous, battling heavyweights who Joe Joyce is probably going to come in as heavy as Zhang this time, if not 18 and a half, 19 stone this time. He looked a little bit light last time. looked like he was going to, move a little bit he was too light he got too fit in a weird way um was is the thinking i think he'll be heavier this time i do think he'll come late in this fight and it wouldn't surprise me to see him stop um zhang in about the 10th or 11th round as long he does as he doesn't ship all that punishment he was dazed and confused in that first fight dazed confused and befuddled by that angular left hand that Zhang was able to implement from the very get-go. And that's what's got to be different this yeah, time. Don't, don't
0: give all your golden nuggets away. I want to talk about Zhang and Joyce after the break. And we're going to hear from Frank Warren uh, as well. Uh, Connor Ben, um, that's a subject that me and you, again, have gone... Into so much depth with, um, especially yourself. I mean, your knowledge and what's happened with the Connor Ben situation ever since he failed that drugs test has been fantastic. There are massive rumors circulating, um, and it's been for the last couple of weeks that Connor Ben might feature on this card at the weekend that Matrim and Dazone are putting on in the US. Um, if that is the case, and he gets his American license, which I'm guessing that if he's going to feature on the weekend, he must have got it already, what do you make of it all? how how is it going to be received well it's still the wrong route in my
2: view of course the young man wants to work and earn money and everyone wants to see him back um in the past two months month and a half i've spoken to the doctor who um from humans mm. um, who who analyzed his metabolites and is absolutely convinced and says he has the evidence that the uh, metabolites were from foods and not a clomiphene pill. Uh, I loved hearing that. I met him out at the um, in Poland at the uh, Alexander Usik Daniel Dubois event. Um, he's absolutely convinced there's no problem with presenting that evidence, which is why they found clomiphene in the system. However, the hearing they've had has been over jurisdiction and not the cl- clomiphene metabolites. The jurisdiction to those the uninitiated, I'm explaining that. It wasn't Varda's jurisdiction to test Connor Ben because he didn't test positive under the UCAD tests. And that's the way they've challenged this. So the strict liability hasn't come into effect yet. It's a fear, probably, that he might get a two-year ban, whether it was his fault or not. And it looks like it wasn't. Mm-hmm. Um, everyone wants to see him back. Everyone wants to see him having a crack. He's become a bigger name than he ever was. But again, it, it, it feels a little bit like going to fact. Uh, the Florida Athletic Commission and and getting on the card there, and he must be licensed, as you say, by the ABCs or one of the Association of American Boxing Commissions, probably Florida.
0: Yeah,
2: it it, it feels a little bit like going in through the back door because the Brit. The reason why I can't get a British license at the moment is UKAD, uh, UK Anti-Doping, and the Boxing Board of Control. Again, to fill in the to fill in the dots, have appealed his um the lifting of. Uh, the suspension against him at the um, sporting resolutions tribunal um, because they weren't happy that it wasn't strict liability. They went under and they, and they were unhappy with jurisdiction based on, I imagine that any boxer who's not then getting tested only by UCAD is free. If they don't test negative with a body like VADA if it's nothing to do with their test, if that all makes sense. No, It
0: does. It does. And um, I'm happy that you've explained it like that as well for those that won't know too much about the ins and outs of this and look, we are going to talk more about conor ben again we are expecting there to be an announcement about conor ben whether he will or won't fight on the weekend it's a shame we haven't got it before the show mm. started but i do think there is going to be some sort of announcement it has to be right I and mean, if he's going to fight on the weekend um and we're, we're filming this on, on a tuesday evening there has to be some sort of announcement now it's, it's going to have to come out soon now.
2: it has to be soon yeah. he's got to be over there already basically, isn't
0: it? He? Yeah, he's got, got to be. 100%. Um, and I, I stalk Connor Ben on social media and he's not sort of showing anything on, on Instagram. So if they are doing this, they're doing this very, very hush-hush and it's going to be interesting to hear or see people's responses when something does get announced. Uh, one fight going ahead, no problems with these two whatsoever, mm-hmm. is Lee Wood and Josh Warrington. Um, I actually did a little face-off between the two the other day. And I I mean, I I don't want people to throw tables at a face-off or throw bottles of water at each other's face, but it was the kindest face-off I've ever done. (laughs) That We know once they get in the ring, they're going to deliver. But it's almost like the kindest rivalry I've ever seen in my life. Two
2: hard men, two men, um, you know, where are they? Nottingham and Leeds. uh, Leeds. Two of the hard men of our sport, two men Mm. with Lee Wood's followings grown. We know what they're going to do. They're going to bring it. I slightly favour Lee Wood in this fight. I think there's more miles on the clock on, on Josh Warrington, but my word, I've written Josh off a few times mistakenly and, and, and by my own poor judgment, if you like, that I haven't picked for him and he's proven me wrong and proven many other people wrong several times, um, not least against Carl Frampton. Uh, which was the one that I picked against him particularly. I and- can't blame yeah. you for that.
0: I think everyone did. Well, yeah, yeah,
2: I know, but he was just amazing that night. He was mm. absolutely amazing. Um, this is going to be um, a rock'em, sock'em robots fight on speed, frankly. Uh, <laughs> li- 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 Lee Wood, Lee Wood um, has proved that he can box and bang mm. now and that he's got a beautiful relationship, uh, a, a, a very successful relationship with the with the trainer Ben Davison. Um Josh Warrington and his father go way back and he's had so much success and he's like a um a yeoman of old in British boxing. Um they did their three city tour. They almost don't need to, Addy. They don't you, you did the gloves are off with them. Yeah, yeah. yeah the or the face off. The face Is off. it called the face the face off? Yeah. Um it doesn't surprise me, but I bet there was um a little bit of rib tickling going on. Did you not feel any energy between them that they were going to deliver?
0: I felt these were two people who know that the arena sold out. They know they're going to mm. get in the ring and deliver. And it's almost like, mm. we don't really need to do this. Yeah. Half of Forest is going to be there. Half of Leeds are going to be there. It's like, eh, Ade, we don't need to be here. We like each other. We're going to hit each other. And that's it. Move on. And I, um, I moved on. I really did. All right, you're listening to Final Extra on TalkSport 2. Still to come, we are going to talk Connor Ben. A lot of reports, as you heard me say, they're circulating that he will make his return to the ring this weekend in Florida. What do you make of that? And we're going to hear from Lee Wood and Josh Warrington after the pair popped in to the TalkSport studios last week. But up next, we are going to talk Zhang versus Joyce 2. Remember, it is live on TalkSport this weekend. Where will the fight be won or lost?
2: Practically a cyclops now, Joe Joyce. Howard Foster and the doctor decided, you can't fight one-eyed in yeah, sport. yeah, it's an eye for an eye again. Now I've got my eye done. Had the eye not closed up, I think Joe would have gone on to win that fight. But he lost. <laughs> Joyce, he is in trouble here. Joyce, again
1: in trouble here. He can't see those shots coming, that eye Close. That left hand, I couldn't get away from it, is strong and powerful and experienced. It's Daniel power. The reaction of the Chinese fighter showed you that he knew he had got Joyce in trouble! And he absolutely has here! Goal. Oh, That's big shot. shot! Big shot from Zhang. Joe Joyce in trouble! He waves the fight over, and the Zhang Khan... Is
2: there a rematch with Joe Joyce or not? I do whatever he wants to do. So if he wanted another fight, you'd have a
1: rematch?
0: Yeah, no problem. I think, I think Gareth A. Davis deserves some sort of promoter's money there, or managerial money. He's obviously clearly the reason this fight is going ahead. He asked the tough questions. Uh, fun extra on TalkSport to myself, Adi Alladipo, the great Gareth a. Davis, who does amazing stuff, by the way, for TalkSport, every single Fight night. I mean, the fact he goes around and gets all these interviews, these exclusives, I think deserves to be spoken about a lot more. Uh, Before we hear from Gareth again to talk about this fight, let's hear from the promoter who has got this fight on again, and that's Frank Warren. He joined uh, Simon Jordan and Jim White and Stuart to talk about Joyce versus Zhang too.
1: The first fight, I really did fancy Joe would win the first fight, and I was proved wrong. Um, Zhang, tremendous competitor. He boxed extremely well. Southpaw. You give Joe a lot of problems, and Joe just couldn't overcome that Southpaw stance and the damage that it was causing to his eye during the fight, which eventually caused the referee to stop it because he couldn't see out of it. So this time round, he's got to come with a, a plan B. He's in a guy who, who does fancy the job again. That's why he's here. And Joe knows that he can't afford to slip up on this because at his age and Zane's age, they've got to keep that seat, as I always say, at the top table um eventually there's going to be the mandatories are going to be called for the respective champions and uh as far as the wbo concerned the winner of this fight will be the interim champion and will the wbo champion will have to defend against them next year
0: sometime early next year uh, i will say this i mean like both of those guys at the first time round, gareth were unbeaten um I- Sorry, I say unbeaten. Sorry, Zhang, I thought was unbeaten because I thought he beat Hergovic. If, yeah. if Zhang were to beat Joe Joyce again, and, and again, I know he didn't on paper beat Hergovic, but I thought he did. I mean, there's an argument to say he's somehow cracked that top four because everyone has the four as being the four, right? Wilder, Joshua, Usyk and Fury. Is there not an argument to say Zhang should be within that, right there and then with them?
2: Yeah, I think there is a very strong argument. I was just, while you were saying that, I was- and we were listening to Frank Warren there, I was just jotting down. Mm. My number one is Fury. My number two is still Wilder, by the way. Okay. Um, uh, my number three is Usyk. I think Wilder beats Usyk, but I may be wrong. Um, and then, like you say, who's at four? Is it Joshua? Is it Jang? Is it Joyce? If Joyce looks convincing against Zhang, it might be Joyce at four. If Zhang looks very convincing against Joyce a second time, and comprehensively outbox him, outpunches him, um, and outmaneuvers him. You've got to say, hmm, I wonder if Jang does beat Anthony Joshua. Let's not force too much um, negativity onto Joshua. I would say let's drop him in at five at the moment, Jang, just below Joshua. But if he looks convincing, he might persuade us in our mind's eye that he does beat Joshua. Let's not forget zhang and joyce are both olympic medalists as well and both could have done better than their medals suggest at the games
0: yeah and look i mean you know me I'm, I'm team aj but i have to be very honest with it if if zhang were to beat up joyce again similar to how he did it when they fought in april considering what joyce was and how he was his star was rising going into that fight everyone was like joyce could be everyone if zhang were to beat that guy again back to back then for me, Zhang's a top four heavyweight. He's, a, he's a, he, he has to be. I am very much on what have you done for me lately and it would have been a good performance against unbeaten Hergovic and good performances back-to-back against unbeaten Joe Joyce. And for me, that that's that's a top four heavyweight. Uh, but I think both of us are going for Joyce win, yeah? I am because I just think, even though
2: Jili Zhang said all the right things this week, like... He doesn't move his head. He doesn't move his feet. He is a, a lummox, as, as the old word that the great Randolph, Burt Randolph Sugar, the great boxing historian, friend of mine, the teacher, used to tell us, the big guys, some of them are lummoxes. That's what he would have called Joe Joyce. Zhang saying he's going to target the eye again. It might play in Joe Joyce's mind, but it may not, because Joe's that kind of character. He's got to get his jab established early. He's got to use some lateral movement and he's got to be big, strong and close the distance quickly this time, not stand in mid range, allow Zhang to create sneaky angles because he's a, he's a little bit screwy loose Zhang and he loves a challenge. You can tell he's a great character. He's like all these guys at the top of the division right now. It's about Joyce implementing his game plan, plan early and dominating the first few rounds in my view.
0: Again, this fight is live on TalkSport. Gary Davis, all the team, uh, will be there at Wembley Arena for it. Uh, we mentioned him briefly in there, Tyson Fury. Obviously, he's got his fight coming up against Francis and Garner. I want to play this bit of audio out. This is what Tyson Fury had to say about chasing money or chasing undisputed recognition in titles. I want to top the Forbes list, the highest paid athlete ever for the year. And I want to make a Hollywood movie. So... And new, new goals,
1: game. baby!
2: Any new goals in the ring? Uh, I've already done I've completed the ring game. It's done, you know. Done everything there is to do. Won every belt there is to win. And I've uh, been undefeated in 15 years and two-time undefeated champion.
0: So hopefully
2: league. I get through in Garnu. And then I'd either fight in garnu in a cage or I'd fight John Jones in a boxing
0: match. Interesting words there from Tyson. I think <laughs> listening to it, I think that was Dev Sarni. Um, it for was. Ponsbury. It was Dev, wasn't it? That he was speaking to. Um... <laughs> Is an interesting character Tyson Fury, and and by the way, there are some things there that are factual. He has won every single belt. He's obviously got the WBC, won all the other belts when he beat Vladimir Klitschko. He's chased now, and I don't blame him at all. Is is money, and, and and rightly so. It's it's a long career boxing. You don't actually start making money until right at the end of your career, unless you're a you know an a, an Olympian and you start to get paid early. Um, it doesn't look like we'll get the fights that we want to get. Can you blame him? Uh, I think there's a bit of leg pulling on. I know Tyson Fury's
2: voice there. He's doing a sit down. Mm. He's he's riding high on the success of At Home with the Fury. So he's thinking, oh, I'm going to do a Hollywood movie. He just had his seventh child of Paris, by the way. Congratulations to them on that. Congratulations. I think the, the, the babe's just been born. A little boy, I think it is, if it I'm is. right and say. yeah. Um saying. Look, we all know. That until he maybe not so much Anthony Joshua, depending on what Anthony Joshua does now, but we all want that fight. He's got to fight Alexander Usyk in this era, Um, because if Alexander Usyk does beat Deontay Wilder, there'll be an argument would have, should have, coulda that Fury never fought Usyk. Um, That he's got to have that fight, in my view. We don't want to see John Jones in a boxing match or never, in a cage. Never. Um, no, it's not. It's the the Nagano fight is is fun. Um, the, the size of the man, the power he possesses, Mike Tyson in his corner, all those things. I think it's just talk. I remember. I remember um, Tyson Fury. One day, um, we had a press conference in Manchester, and he told us all that he was moving to Australia. Yeah. And I remember people started writing the headlines that it was going to move him and his family to Australia. He was just sending us all up. Believe me, he, yes, has won the WBC belt in one reign, beating Klitschko. That was phenomenal. Reigned for nine and a half years. He's beaten Deontay Wilder. He's beaten Dillian White easily. He's beaten Derek Chisora three times. He needs those fights with the likes of Anthony Joshua and Alexander Yusick, in my view to complete his legacy for the era. I don't think he's going to rest until he has fought Alexander Usyk. And I believe it will happen in Saudi Arabia around March time next year.
0: Yeah, I, mean, I agree. I mean, especially, you know, I speak to a lot of Fury fans and I mean, hardcore Fury fans and they'll make the comparisons between Fury and, you know, Lennox Lewis's and some of the other great heavyweights. And I, I've always said that, in terms of a fight fantasy fights I think Fury could compete with any heavyweight just because of how big he is but in terms cool. of resume he, he needs to add uh, uh, maybe a Joe Joyce yeah. or a Zhang or a Nusik or Joyce and Joyce
2: Rock. well put yeah. and a Joyce and a or a Joyce. Zhang to compete well. yeah. with
0: those yeah. other legacies if that's what yeah. he wants to do and I think you know what it is I know he can beat those guys because yeah. I think he's that good and I want him to fight those guys because I think is capable of beating all of them but let's see. let me ask let's you, you two it. questions Go ahead, let me Tom. ask you
2: two Go questions ahead. right Prime Mike Tyson against a prime Tyson Fury. Who wins?
0: Oh man. <laughs> that's, Silence that's on the airway. That's a tough one. That is a tough one. Fury's too big. Fury's too Fury's big, too but big. Tyson can close that distance so quick. So yeah. quick. Oh that's a good one. I've never I've never heard anyone say that one before. I'm going, Mike. I'm going, Mike. Okay. All right.
2: All right. One more. One more. Because I know you'll be forcing us to go to break again in a minute. I am. As we have to do. I don't want breaks anymore. I just want to talk for an hour with you because I love it. Um, A prime Tyson Fury against a prime Lennox Lewis. Lennox Lewis. Why?
0: Lennox Lewis. um, Just too good. As big. As big as well. See so where Tyson Fury can play the not big, as big game. Not, not, as big, no, not as big. not as big, right. but strong. Like
2: the first super heavyweight. Yeah, the proper, yeah he's the first proper first super, super
0: heavyweight. Wasn't he? Six five Lennox Lewis. Yeah. Um, yeah. Great jab. Uh, we know almost a bit like Fury c- can get up off the canvas. although Fury's power of recovery is completely different. Lennox. All,
2: yeah, right. all right, all
0: right. One more. One more. This is good. This is good game. Good game. I'm on. enjoying. It. I'm enjoying it. Go on. A prime Lennox Lewis.
2: Yes. And a prime Muhammad Ali.
0: Yeah, troublemaker today, you? Have you got your...
2: <laughs> <laughs> you got to say Muhammad Ali. I'm going Muhammad, Muhammad Ali. Muhammad
0: Ali all day long. Like, but it's not that easy. Again, that's not that easy, you know. People like to, you know, live in world of nostalgia. Lennox Lewis could hit. But Muhammad Ali was a bit different. A bit different. All right, you're listening to Find Out Extra on TalkSport 2. Still to come, we are going to hear from Lee Wood and Josh Warrington. The pair were in TalkSport recently ahead of their fight next month. But up next, are we finally about to see the return of Conor Ben this weekend? Welcome back to Final Extra on TalkSport 2. Adi Oladipo, the great Gareth A. Davis. You know something very, very random that I've just seen? I, just, I don't know why I find it random. Gilbert Burns, UFC fighter, Gilbert Burns, uh, who, by the way, fantastic fighter, 155 pounds and 175 and 170 pounds, is an Everton. What's he doing, Gareth? Well, why is Gilbert Burns? Is, there, is he filming something? What's he doing? Do you know uh,
2: anything? I reckon he is not an Everton fan. He's
0: training with the players.
2: It's just Uh, weird. What, training with the Everton players? Training
0: with the Everton players. He's taken a few Uh, of the Everton players on pads. He's doing stare-downs with them. I'm like, is he doing a film there or something? Like, a documentary? Like, it's a bit uh, of a random, like, link
2: Well, here we go. Goodison News. Everton set to welcome Gilbert Burns for Arsenal Clash at Goodison Park as UFC star post. See you Sunday video. Oh, well, I mean, Hmm. who knows? knows I mean, look.
0: Jeremy, our producer um, did say that he used to train in the UK quite a lot uh, with Darren Till, so maybe he's just, you know, knows the areas. Come back to maybe do train. I don't know. A bit weird. A bit weird. Well, Molly McKen's
2: an Evertonian, isn't she? She is. Um, she but is. Tony Bellew's an Evertonian. Riddick yeah. Bowe uh, was uh, an Evertonian. By Sylvester the way, Sylvester
0: Stallone she, was an Evertonian for a week when Sylvester they filmed Stallone.
2: when they filmed this Creed. Yeah. <laughs> um, what are they? Are they the Toffees?
0: They are. Oh, go on, there you go. See, there's your football knowledge coming back. They are. The toffees. All right, anyway, look, enough of that. Let, let's talk um, some serious stuff now. Conor Ben, uh, rumoured uh, to be returning this weekend on a match Card in Florida, hasn't fought since April 2022. Uh, that was against Van Heerden. That's such a long time ago. I remember that fight yeah. ages ago. Um, obviously, there was supposed to be this massive fight against Chris Eubank Jr. I think there will still be another massive fight against Chris Eubank Jr. But let's focus on him returning uh, on the weekend. Um, uh, we're we're, you know, we're doing this on Tuesday, recording this on Tuesday. If he's going to fight on the weekend, that it needs to be announced now, no? Or is it just going to be a case of he just walks to the ring on Saturday without, without any press about it?
2: Well, it's called long grassing it, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, um is what it's called. You know, they, they, they don't want to make a lot of fanfare about it because, you know, he'll be, I imagine on the undercard and it'll just be a, a six rounder or an eight rounder. Um, you know fac as we heard at the weekend uh the the florida athletic commission had quest um had inverted commas no objections to ben fighting um in orlando mm. um as you say it's on the on the undercard of uh, richardson Hitchens, light like, welterweight fight against uh, jose zapeda um and the and and what they said was um uh fac had spoken to an outlet, I believe it was BBC Sports at the time, and they'd said the Florida Athletic Commission is in communication with the Matchroom Promotions Team, British Boxing Board of Control, and the Association of Boxing Commissions, the ABCs, obviously, that that is the group that oversees the commissions in America. And if you you know this, Addy, but a lot of people listening may not know this, that in America, the commissions are part of local government as well, state government. They're not... um, they're not they're not a non-statutory body like the boxing Border control is a self-appointed body they are government um uh, commissions within uh, the jurisdiction of the local government um and in and said that it had no objection to Connor ben participating in a match in florida on the 23rd of september 2023 so i think what's happened if you read between the lines in in that quote they have had some consultation with the boxing Border control And it could be that the Boxing Board of Control have said, look, you can't have your licence in the UK. Go and box over there. We're not going to have any objections to it. Mm -hmm. And maybe that's what they're ironing out at the moment. And if they are doing that, then good. Because, you know, we need the clarification with the system, with the UK. There's talk about Conor Ben fighting Chris Eubank Jr. Tony Bellew, your mate Tony Bellew, Mm -hmm. my mate Tony Bellew as well, I want to say. He's not your mate, he's my mate as well. Um he's my believing that... <laughs> I don't know about that. I don't know about all right, you've got an on air. We, we should
0: play a game right, right now. But, Both of us call but, Tony Bellew at exactly the same time. Who is the answer? No, I'm joking, God.
2: Well that's fine, but but it's it's this he's your best mate now, but he might be my best mate by the end of the year. Could be. Um <laughs> 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 can't believe we're having a bro fight over Tony Bellew Um but the but no, but the, the thing is, but no, um, Tony, we've mentioned Tony twice on air tonight. Um, no, the, the thing is, he's still backing Conor Ben to beat Chris Eubank Jr. later in the year. And they're talking about that fight, of course, being in Abu Dhabi. And I cannot see, even though Chris Eubank Jr. is calling out Canelo at the moment. I spoke to Chris last week um, and he was in fettle. I cannot see him turning down... A Conor Ben fight. So I think this is Conor Ben's warm-up match. Mm. By the way, for that Chris Eubank fight in December, because uh, I think they're looking at Abu Dhabi. Because I don't think this appeal situation uh, will be done and dusted. Do I think they'll do it? Yes. What do I think about it? That there's 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 ethical issues here around the whole. Not ignoring the testing system, not ignoring the hearing process, not uh, ignoring due procedure and due process. And it's been a very long and very complicated year around it. You know, and it's, it's, it's a year away, isn't it? That debunked fight a couple of weeks from now. Um, and it's been a very tough year for Connor Ben, And it's been a very tough year uh, for the whole situation of it and the lack of transparency around it.
0: Yeah, um... I'll
2: repeat it. And I know you agree with me. We all comment on it. There's no agenda against Connor Benn at TalkSport or personally. It's purely a situation that we've needed to comment on over and over again.
0: Yeah, uh, this is what Frank Warren, obviously look, he, he was here with White and Jordan, this is what he had to say about the potential of Connor Benn fighting in the US.
1: No, if he's got any respect for
0: boxing and the people around him got any respect for boxing,
1: they should go through the pre- process. And it's, I'm not saying that because I'm the opposition. I'm saying it because... The furore and all the uncertainty, all the nonsense that's gone down for the last eighteen months or so has damaged boxing. And he's the catalyst for it. And he's the catalyst to actually make himself right. If he's not if he's if he's what he says he, he's uh he, he, he's not been taken juicing, then have to then have to hear him
0: with a UCAD. He has got a point. And I guess this this always goes back to and my argument about why boxing desperately needs a world governing body. Because yeah. this is a world governing body, then this doesn't happen, um, and I'm with you as well. I feel like it's kind of wrong. There's, an, there's a situation clearly with the British Boxing Board of Control that needs to be ironed out, and then you've just gone over to another country and you're allowed to fight there. It just, it, it just needs to be sorted. It needs to be sorted, yeah. and I think it just it, it becomes confusing for fans as well. Um, and I just feel like it's. Um, I don't know again look if this does get announced and again we we we're filming this on a Tuesday evening and we've heard nothing yet if this does get announced it's going to be interesting to see the reaction of the boxing people the boxing fans uh, to this who again are, are desperate to see Conor Ben back but they mm. almost want him to come back the correct way and maybe this isn't it
2: mm, I agree I mean listen there's there's he'll either fight this weekend or he'll fight one of the weekends coming up on a card abroad because he's He's, I think I believe that he's having a warm up to face uh, Chris Eubank later this year. Yeah. Really do.
0: Yeah. Um. I, I've spoken to so many people about that Eubank fight, and so many think the Eubank fight is now bigger than it yeah. was uh, when they were supposed to fight, which is October last year. Agree? Is is it now bigger?
2: Much bigger because it's at middleweight as well, um, and that is fascinating for me. Conor Ben isn't even a big welterweight, yeah, mm-hmm. and he's going to go up and fight. Chris Eubank Jr. at middleweight, who is flying high right now after that victory over Liam Smith. Um, It was a phenomenal victory. And I think the most complete performance of his career. And, you know, he has put himself in the mix for some very, very big fights. Mm.
0: Do you, you think it happens office. in December? Do you think yeah. if Conor Ben gets through this one unscathed, and, and you're right, it's going to be a six-rounder, right? Six-rounder, eight-rounder blowout. Yeah. Do you think that's it then? Okay, let's do this. And, and I guess... What weight do you think this this fight on the weekend is going to be at?
2: Um, it might be at one hundred and fifty, yeah,
0: something like that. You know, nice,
2: relaxed one hundred and fifty. Um, the the thing is for me, I mean, weirdly, I was in Abu Dhabi a couple of weeks ago, and who should I bump into at ringside? I was, I think we might have spoken about. I was presenting for DAZN Global at a Sadiqi Sports event. Um, Eleven nations on that card, by the way, from four continents. Not one European. Um, it was a phenomenal thing to be at. And, and the rise of boxing in the Middle East is extraordinary at the moment. Um, Badu Jack sitting ringside um, and uh, Chris Eubank Jr. sitting ringside. Obviously, he's visiting his nephew, of, of his departed, uh, the son of his departed brother, Sebastian and it well documented it. There were videos and interviews with him out there, but it was weird that he was out in Abu Dhabi as well. And I just had this feeling you're going to be fighting out here soon. And I had a feeling it was going to be Conor Ben. And I I think I might be proven right on that eventually.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, I think it's going to happen. I think it's going to be a massive fight. All of a sudden it goes from the O2 arena to um, potentially a stadium. The only thing that's stopping it is that it will be in December. And everyone that went to Chisora Fury will tell you it's freezing in this country in yeah. the stadium okay. in December, yeah. but we'll see. All right, you're listening to Final Extra on Talksport 2. Next up, we are going to hear from Lee Wood and Josh Warrington. Afternoon, it is fighter extra Adi depot Great Gareth A. Davis. Big fight coming up October seventh. Live on the Zone. This one in Sheffield, which I think is perfect. Neutral venue, but you're going to have half of the arena filled with Leeds fans supporting Josh Warrington, former IBF featherweight champion, and you're going to have half the arena spot supporting uh, Lee Wood, uh, big Forest fan. Um, so yeah, I think it's great. Both of these guys were in the Talksport studios uh, recently. Um, Lee Wood. Uh, spoke uh, to Simon Jordan and um, and the great Jim white and he said he feels there is a lot of pressure on this fight let's see what he has to say
2: a lot of pressure um, but I think that's what makes his special athletes that deal with pressure um, I can't talk for Josh but my best performances have been under a lot of pressure, especially my last mm-hmm. fight. Incredible amount of pressure. If I'd have lost that fight with that fast turnaround, we'd look like idiots, you know. <laughs> we, we, we begged for that fight and, and, and stuck our heels in for that fight and, and the fast turnaround and everything. So there's a lot of pressure on that as well. So uh, that would definitely bring be the best out of me. Uh,
0: let's hear from Josh Warrington. Again, former IBF featherweight champion, he's lost um, three, sorry, lost two of his last four fights. Only won one. Remember, one was a no contest between him and Mauricio Lara. Uh, this is what you have to say about the respect between both fighters. Jim, I, I, had, I, had this, I had this respect for Carl Frampton, and we had the fight of the year after that. Mm. You know, I think it, we're proper boxing,
2: it gets to a stage where we don't need the drama to talk crap to each other. We do it with ease, we do, we do it with the mm. fists, you know, we're being amicable here. We're both fighting men, we've both got families, we do is talking in the ring, simple as that.
0: Yeah, and and th- they almost don't need to sell this fight. I mean, look, I mean, if you're Eddie Hearn and you're DAZN, you're hoping that they can sell it a little bit. Um, but it's going to deliver, isn't it, Gareth? I mean, two guys, again, former IBF champion Josh Warrington, who I think desperately needs a win here. And Lee Wood, who's having an Indian summer at 35. I mean, his recent hit list, the Mauricio Lara, Michael Conlon, and Kanju, I think needs to be respected a bit more.
2: Yeah, I mean, when you look at... Um, by the way, uh, uh, that utility arena in Sheffield, twelve and a half thousand. I reckon they could have got a bigger arena. Than yeah, that, frankly, yeah. Um, but it's beautifully situated for parking and all those things. It's a really good arena. The Sheffield Steelers Ice Rink, I think it is ice, ice rink. You look at you, you rightly mentioned there, right? You look you look at since when you think that that Lee would, up to twenty twenty, Addy. Uh, Had had a loss in February to Jazza Dickens. Um, He'd lost the WBO European title. Then he wins the the vacant British. Um, He beats Buchan, like say. Beats Conlon. Loses to Lara and then comes back saved in that first Lara fight. Um, But he's 35 and extraordinarily Mm -hmm. uh, Josh Warrington is 32. Yeah. And yet Since 2017, and before we came on Airtel, just having a look at it, he gets a great win, WBC international featherweight title against a still very dangerous Kiko Martinez at a time when we didn't think um, Josh was much of a a stoppage merchant, if you like. He hadn't stopped many opponents at that point. Um, And then he goes through Dennis Salan, great fight with Lee Selby, wins the IBF. Carl Frampton retains the IBF, beats Kill, Kid Galahad, reti- retains the IBF. He loses and draws a Mauricio Lara. He beats Kiko Martinez to win the IBF title back and then loses to Luis Alberto Lopez, who, let's be honest, has proven himself. What 31 fights, two losses, but a run now that's victory since that win over Isaac Lowe in 2021. I think it was at the York Hall. He's got these victories over Josh Warrington, Michael Conlon, last weekend, Joette Gonzalez holding the IBF title. Both these guys belong at the very, very elite level at 126 pounds. They're both very wizened athletes. There's a lot more mileage on the clock with Josh Warrington. But you can't write him off either. But I think Lee Wood's power in this fight and the fact he's come up from Super Feather and he carried Super Bantam, rather. Um, a few years ago, and he carries the power with him. I just think it makes him more dangerous in this fight. And I think there are more vulnerabilities, I don't know if you agree, around Josh than there are around Lee.
0: I think Lee's got him as well. I mean I, I, Maybe. I, I've been lucky enough, and you've been there as well, to be ringside for Lee's recent fights. And he gets hurt yeah. in all these fights. And yeah. he got hurt badly against Condon, badly against Mauricio Lara. Even the fight he won against Lara, he got hurt in as well. So. I think both of them have their vulnerabilities, which makes it really, really exciting. Uh, one other plaudit I want to give Lee, and it sounds like I'm Lee's biggest cheerleader here, is that this will be his third fight in eight months. Third world title fight in eight months, and one of those fights he got knocked out in. That's incredible. Yeah. Well, what we know we're seeing guys now fight once a year, if that, some of the guys. Yeah. And he's having three fights in eight months, and I feel like he deserves a lot of plaudits for that.
2: What, three months between that? Getting stopped in the seventh round by Mauricio Lara and coming back and comprehensively outboxing him over twelve rounds. Mm-hmm. I really didn't think he was going to do that. It was a, it was a masterclass in lots of ways. And like you say, um, he's back in action against a top level guy. There's no gimmies for this guy. Um, you know, he's got the WBA uh, featherweight title back. He doesn't want to waste time. As I say he's thirty-five. He's made from the same stuff as Carl Froch. Gedling made. Um, the town the village they're from and he isn't going to waste time I think it's a terrific fight I, I think he's got the making of uh, a very very tough battle for six seven eight rounds but it wouldn't surprise me to see Leewood or both of them down in this fight but Lee Wood stopping uh, Josh late in the fight
0: what I will say is the atmosphere in that arena is going to be yeah. insane uh, the best atmosphere I've ever experienced was Head and Lee for um, for for Josh Warrington versus Mauricio Lara. And one of the best that I've ever seen is Condon versus Lee Wood at the Nottingham Arena. So the fact that those two fan bases are now coming together, it's going to be basically boxing, but with football fans. And yeah. it's going to be I hope there's a lot of police around as well because Sheffield Wednesday are playing home as well. So you've got Sheffield Wednesday fans, Leeds fans, Forest fans, all within the same city. It's going to be insane. Wow. It's going to be insane. And I'm sure Gareth a. Davis is going to be there as well doing all the good stuff he does for TalkSport. Gareth, enjoy the weekend. Uh, big fight. Uh, Joe Joyce versus Jili Zhang, two-member, is live on TalkSport. Gareth will be there with the whole gang. Should be great. Me and Gareth will be back next week as we unpack uh, that fight. Hopefully, from a very patriotic English standpoint, Joe Joyce gets the victory. But you never know. Jili Zhang can bang.